Where's the strangest place you've lost your car keys? Inside the refrigerator, the washer or dryer, the trunk of your car, the kitty litter box? Well, good news, because even if you've lost your keys on the moon, you can still unlock your car and get where you're going with available digital key in the 2023 all-new Kia Nero EV. Farther for all. To learn more, visit kia.com slash Nero EV today. Kia, movement that inspires. Percentage is dope. It's clean. Because that spans over the eras. Because the game of basketball changed. So to really compare MJ and Kobe, it's not fair. I know they had a bit of overlap, but it's not fair. And to say Kobe made more, it's like, it was a different game. He was on different teams. The Bulls may have just demolished every team to the point where he didn't have to take game winners. I mean, that was that season where they won 72 games. Totally. If the Bulls are winning so much and they're crushing everyone, they don't have to take game winners. Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm Sasha Skyber. In this episode, we're going to discuss what makes a clutch shot. We're going to break it down by the criteria. How do we define clutchness and what is the clutchness of a shot? We're going to talk about which guys stand out. And then we're going to discuss which clutch scorers are the most legit to you. That brings me to introduce who I'm here with today. We've got Alex Sumsky, the CEO and founder of the Forever Network. Welcome, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Nick Jungfer, the head writer of basketball at Forever Network. Hey, guys. What's up? And I'm with our amazing producer and the owner and founder of Podpaste, Darren Lake. Hello, hello. And let's not forget Sasha. I'm going to jump in here. I know I'm just a sound guy, but uh, Mr. Sasha is a sports agent. I didn't even know those existed because, you know, I'm a bit of an old head. And uh, <laughs> if you watch HBO in the late 90s, there was a show called Arliss that came before Entourage, and it was all about him being a sports agent. So um, I there just think go. of Arliss. You're like my Yeah, Arliss. yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So when we talk about being clutch, you have a lot of different aspects to clutch, meaning in other terms, performing under pressure and having big moments or big moments thrust upon you and, and coming through with the ideal outcome. So clutch can manifest itself in all different ways. I know we all think about buzzer beaters and game-winning shots, which is what we're going to discuss today. But it can be in the form of, you know, the LeBron chase down block in the finals. It can be in the form of um, Draymond Green hustling for that last ball um, when he really wanted to. But today we're going to talk about um, clutch scorers specifically. So Alex, does anyone come to mind when we're talking about clutch scorers and, and people who've really performed under pressure with scoring the basketball? Well, I mean, you've got obviously the basic criteria, you know, for the, the clutchness of a shot. And, you know, is it in an elimination game? Uh, is it you know, playoffs or regular season? Where was the shot taken from? Who's defending the shot? How long is left on the clock? These are all the things that sort of come into play when looking at how impressive a instance of a clutch performance is. Okay. So, I mean, I think a really great example would be Damian Lillard and his recent game winner uh, against OKC you know, um, to, to close them out. Um, you know, there was the, that beef that they were having all like series long, you know, defended by Paul George, one of the best on-ball defenders in the league, who's like obviously a lot bigger and a much better defender uh, then Lillard probably is offensive player, for sure, potentially. For sure. um, and then it was hit from miles away. Like, I haven't seen someone hit a buzzer beater like that from that distance as a pull-up, like, three sort of fading away. I have just haven't seen that in a long, long time. Uh, and then, the, yeah, the fact that it was a playoff closeout game. And he stayed him down for, like, he, 
Yeah. Almost an entire shot clock. Stared him <laughs> down. Looked him in the eyes and what? hit it with like no time remaining. Did it on his home court yep. and waved the OKC bench away. Yep. Like, so plus bye. the swag factor <laughs> of bye. the game winner. So, I mean, that like that definitely sort of encapsulates it. But I mean, we're, we're definitely going to focus probably a little bit more on game winners. Yes. Um, rather than just clutch performances. Um, so for those that aren't sure, a game winner... Uh, by the NBA, this is it, this is defined as there's 24 seconds or less on the clock, uh, and the team with the ball is either tied or down by one or two points. Uh, and this is this shot that ultimately, you know, uh, one wins the game. Yep, yep. So if we have a look at the all-time list, uh, you'll you'll notice there's um there's a couple of standout names. Of, of some of the all-time greats here. Uh, so all-time, the greatest clutch game winner maker, yes. I guess you could say. So not the most clutch player, the player with the most the clutch most, shots. The most game winners. Game winners, okay. Game winning field goals made. Got you. That is Kobe Bean Bryant. Okay. 40 game is that Kobe winners. Bean? That's his Kobe name, Bean. Man. Is that his middle name? That's his middle name. No fucking way. The main Bean. for emphasis. Like, yeah. Wait, no, yeah. his parents named him Bean. Bean middle name. Brian. They did. Jelly Bean. That was a nickname. That's the nickname. That's Jelly. not his real name. The no, that's his bean. real name. That's his real legal middle name. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? Yes. It is. Holy yeah. sh- it is. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not messing with you. Sasha's just showing Darren right, okay. Okay. right now okay. on the internet. If there was Side- a camera in here in the Born podcast. In 1978 in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's it's right. True. Sidetrack Kobe Bean Bryant. Anyway. Anyway, so you got Kobe Bryant. He's got his 40 makes. Next on the list, Larry Bird, yep. 33. Then you Vince Vince Carter, 31. That's not one. Crazy, yeah. Vince Carter. Exactly. No one, See, ev- that's everyone's reaction, right? That's right. right. I, I yeah. kind of knew that, but it's like... like you I'm just think about just dunks, high-flying dunks. dunks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one realizes it. Everyone did, has the same reaction. Did you know that that man is like one of the all-time leaders in three-point shooters? Three-point shooting, field goals made. Field goals made, not yeah. percentage, right? Not percentage. Yeah, I could see that. I remember in his heyday because it was right around the time I was getting out of um, I was getting out of the the basketball scene. I just remember him doing things that was like not stereotypical what he should be doing. So. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that shot that he missed against AI's Philly team when he was coming straight back from North Carolina from graduating and it was like controversial that he let, and he missed that big shot? I always think of that, and I think that might have contributed. To me, thinking that Vince was like less clutch because it was a seismic moment. Exactly, that's one that sticks in your brain. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of that more than the winners. I don't know if that contributes to people's perception of the. You're probably right. I mean, I didn't know. It wasn't until I like did a deep dive into his his um game logs that I saw that he'd had just so many clutch moments. But he's uh Vince Vince has just been. I mean, he's got the you know he's lucky that he's had what a twenty twenty one. Year career if I now. played 21 years, I'd probably be in the top. 10. Obviously, he's going to rack up a few big shots. But he hasn't yep. been like a beast for a lot of that. Like True. I feel like he would have done most of those in his in like an eight year stretch. Well, I mean, yeah, surely he's been on 31 for the past couple of seasons. So it's not, yeah, like he, I, I can't remember when he's had a game winner recently. Did you he have the same reaction? I was, I had the exact same reactions there. I was like, no way, like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And then I, you go back and you think, oh wait a minute, he's hit some big shots, Mm-mm-mm. and he, it, it, it's, it's always lucky when you've got like a middle of the road team, yeah, because it's like. Lots of your games come down to the wire. So you have lots of opportunities. And he's still been on some nuts, average though, like, teams. Third all time. 
Third all like time. Two ahead of MJ. Oh, spo- spoiler. Oh, <laughs> premature. Yeah, sorry. Oh. sorry just Edit that out in post. Oh. <laughs> well, now yeah, cat's out of the I bag. I got a little excited. Cat's out of the bag. MJ number four with 29. Okay. Now, who's fifth? LBJ. Mello. Really? Same draft class. Better clutch player. Where's all the older like, oh, that, generation okay, come guys? On. Like, Larry Bird's the only generation, like the old generation. Like, no one else, like, the old school guys are in here. Well, well there's two of the top five, dep- right? MJ It well. depends how old school you want to go. Because, I mean, then like yeah. then it's, like, Jerry West afterwards, Reggie Miller after okay. that. Yeah. Uh, so then it gets old school again. Then we're MJ number four, you said? Yeah, MJ, Mello. Yep, Mello five. Um, so Mello, actually, he's had uh, 27 makes after MJ's 29. But I'm going get to get to this into a second. Uh, but when you have a look at their field goal percentage, the game winners, like these numbers are going to blow your mind. Uh, by the way, for everyone that's wanting to know, LeBron's eighth all time with 21 makes. Um, if we have a look at these percentages, Kobe shot at 30% on his uh, on his game winning attempts. He took highly inefficient. Well, it depends <laughs> how you look at it because he took what 120? Is that right, Nick? 120 shots. Yeah, 120 right. attempts at a game winner. Yeah, he he's taken a lot, and some of them were like. Ridiculously hard. Yeah. Spoiler. Not not even a spoiler. Sorry, I'm gonna foreshadow this. I've got something really deep to say about that. Yeah. At the end. All right. All right. Some well, we'll, some woo woo deep thoughts by Darren. Well, <laughs> there's definitely some like uh, strong data to support the fact that as like everyone early in their career, uh, who who racks up like tons of game winners. Yes. They uh will have a relative relatively good clip at the beginning. As their career progresses and they take more shots, that percentage just goes down and down and down of and course. down and down. It's not it's not like anyone starts like really badly and gets better. That just never seems to happen. Well, if you started badly, you probably wouldn't get trusted with that responsibility later, right? I actually think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a lot to do with that. I think you develop a reputation yes. and a confidence in yourself. Uh, and I think that forces you into making you know, not the smartest decisions over time. Definitely. Uh, or, or, I guess, riskier decisions. Um, and that's what drives everyone, everyone's percentages down. Now, someone that didn't really fall victim to that, uh, there's, there's, there's two players on this list. There's actually three. Uh, the first one is obviously Michael Jordan. He made 52% of his shots for game-winning attempts. 52% of them. Of his 29... Those 29, that is 52%. You compare that to Kobe's 30, Bird's 38%, Vince's 31%. LeBron, 29. Yeah. Uh, LeBron's 28.9%. He's yep. made 20 of 69. Um, uh, although his percentage is really, really quite good in the playoffs. Um, the other person that is the closest is actually Mello. Mello, of his 27, he's hit, he hit, uh, that was 26 of 54 Again, intuitively, maybe, Nick, I don't know what you think about this, mellow volume score, old-fashioned volume score, you might intuitively think that he's not like that. You might think he misses a, a shitload. Absolutely. That's exactly what I thought. Like, I associate him with... Me too. It's kind of unfair. Like, Mello gets, you know, like, trashed too much, but you think of him taking inefficient shots and missing a lot of them yep. and hitting it like... Where's the strangest place you've lost your car keys? Inside the refrigerator? The washer or dryer? The trunk of your car? The kitty litter box? Well, good news, because even if you've lost your keys on the moon, you can still unlock your car and get where you're going with available digital key in the 2023 all-new Kia Niro EV. Farther for all. 
To learn more, visit kia.com slash Nero EV today. Kia, movement that inspires. Like, if you asked me to guess, I would have said 32%. Yep. And he's second all time, 48 See, it's funny that you say that because I've always known that Mello was a clutch, a clutch performer. Like, I, there was a period when he drafted, when he was kind of, I think it was basically between 2003 when he came into the league and 2012. Nuggets days. He had some, he had like nine, 18 or 19 game winners, oh, which this, is a, yeah. This is where your Denver Nuggets fandom growing up. Oh yeah, I was, a, I was a Denver. I was not watching uh, Mello every single day like you. <laughs> I was watching Mello every game. And he was a killer. He yeah. was a killer. Yeah. If there was, I wanted the ball in his. And I'm, I know this is controversial, and and I'm a Kobe. I'm the biggest Kobe fan in the uh, world. Controversial is okay. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone knows that BF. You know their loyalty really sort of lies with Kobe. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we're probably done the coolest content related to Kobe. You know, cooler than any. The other stuff we've done for any other place. You say they, like you're not the one cooking up all the posts. That's right. <laughs> the CEO and founder. Yeah, exactly. We're all yeah. responsible here. <laughs> but that, There's people getting triggered hearing that too. I know. Because yeah. we're all a Kobe. It's like, oh my God, he just dropped a bomb. Yeah, just yeah. they're like, oh, exposed, finally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're all jumping to the comments. You fucking sit on your podcast. Serious? That's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, that aside, yes. well, I'm going to say something that turns that way on its head. As a Kobe fan, I thought I wanted the ball in Melo's hands to take the last shot before I wanted it in Kobe's hands. Boom. Massive. And I I thought that basically for their entire careers. And it's statistically backed. It is. It is. I knew like it was passing the eye test for me. Yep. But I now know like definitively uh, I'm glad I made that decision. Um, But, you know, with that said, uh, that doesn't mean Kobe Bryant like isn't a clutch player. Uh, Sorry, isn't um, an efficient clutch player. That is. Like, you know, Nick, we were talking about uh, before how Kobe Bryant uh, has the single-season record for game winners. Yeah, yeah. And we were also saying in that same sort of conversation that when you become that good to the point where, like, there's a reason why he's taking so many shots. Mm. You know, like, people say that thing of, oh, well, you know, if I got 40 shots, I could do what Kobe does. But he's getting 40 shots because he is that much of a freak of nature. So, like, that's kind of where it starts. And then, like you're saying before, obviously, once you take more, your percentage, that's going to hurt your percentage. Yeah. No. If I only took 10 and I hit six or 60%, amazing, I'm first all time. But he's taking 120 and there are all sorts of, like, body contortions and parts of the floor and insane oh, yeah. stuff that he's doing. Um, I was having a look at, like, the average distance of those game winners. And it was some, like, he was hitting them at, at, I think, off the top of my head, it was like 20 feet was the average. Like, there was some wild stuff. The one over Wade, there's there oh, been some crazy ones. Yeah, he's, he's definitely the best tough shot maker of all time. Like, there's no doubt about that. But um, 2010, that was the year that he actually hit seven game winners. So the 2009-10 season, he had seven game winners. Uh, six of them were field goals. This is when he had the most in a single season. Most in a single season. Yeah. No one's ever done that. And no one listening to this would know that. Like, this isn't like, this, this isn't like recorded stats. No one keeps track of this stuff. We, yep. This was like years of research to find this out. Six of eight. That is 75% on game winning attempts that season. That is just unprecedented. Like, that is, no one has had a better, a better clip uh, from taking like more than five attempts. Sorry, more than, more than six attempts in NBA history. Not even MJ. 
from on game winning on game winners. Okay. Uh, the most he ever made in a season was four, and he he attempted eight. That was fifty percent, and that was in the eighty eight eighty nine season. Uh, he also had the worst in this. He he went. He had this really long streak. This was in like the sort of across two thousand and fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Towards the end. Towards the end. He was like coming back from injury. It was a bad, bad time for Kobe fans. But he had like 14 consecutive missed attempts, which is just, that's, that was enough to like really get him out of the zone as far as ever trying to hit a game winner again. But as he always said, he would keep shooting it. That he was would. his whole ethos, right? That's right. It's like memory loss. Like just, yep. just give me a dose of dementia and I'll like, you know, take the next shot like I, you know, like it's my first dose of dementia. I like that. <laughs> that is, that's good. But then, um, he just basically ended up course correcting to finish his career, which was great. He, he hit one against the Timberwolves in late 2015. Then he hit another one against the places, which was like this little hook shot. And then in his final game, when he dropped 60 in his farewell game, uh, against the jazz who were trying to make the playoffs, by the way, he hit a game winner on them. And that I was the last that. shot he ever took. So that was really great. Wow. So Darren coming back into this, I'm not going to say limited basketball knowledge, but maybe outdated basketball knowledge. That's unfair. It is. Sorry, it's really unfair. unfair. I'm firing shots. Do the shot. The shot sound now. Yeah, yeah. You hate my sound effects. I like the sound effects when they're like like that. Don't put sound effects in there, Darren. But the guy he tore up. I prefer them live. I do. I do know. Tore up Grant Hill. Tore up Grant Hill. I love how that story keeps getting embellished. Yeah, that'll be in every episode. And how he blocked Chris Paul out of the gym. Oh no, that's also embellished. That you weren't even on the. I guarded Tim Duncan, like he did like a spin move on me in the block. Wow. Ooh. He's more flabby than you. I hate to talk shit on him. He's way more flabby than you, than I thought he was. Flabby? Yeah. As in just his build? Oh, right. Yeah. His body fat percentage yeah. does. But he's a big guy, you know. I look love it, how the conversation it. always goes this way. Like, yeah, Darren, Darren what do you think about game winners? Well, I guarded Chris Paul. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, I didn't guard Chris Paul. Or what do you think <laughs> about what do you think about wheat bix? Processed carbohydrate, no, scientific XYZ. <laughs> That's also yeah. racially Darren had some interesting um Opinions on cereal before the show, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Alex has talked about the guys that stand out, mainly in the modern era. But there's so you got you got MJ was arguably the best at this. You got Kobe, who's historically great, and Melo, who's surprisingly historically great at clutch game winning shots. Is there anyone that stands out to you, D, that that you can remember? Great question. Uh, fortunately, I prepared. <laughs> a statement that I probably can't get get up right now, but it's basically um, Michael Jordan, and I know it's like, ah, oh, you went there, dude. Like Michael Jordan's, like you know, the easy, he's easy the way easy. out. But, but, <laughs> but, but, huge but, triple but. Um, Michael Jordan has had a pretty cool philosophy, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other guys had it. And this is a philosophy that a lot of I'm big into habits and identity, you know, identity change and behavioral change and all my woo woo shit, but. What's cool is Michael Jordan always focused on the basketball going in. Yeah. Now, that's not to say, when I was a kid, it's really interesting, because I was a hit, kid or, you know, early 20s, whatever, and people said, oh, Michael Jordan knew every... I remember someone said, or I read it, someone said, Michael Jordan knew every shot was going to go in. It's actually false. He focused on the shot going in, which, if you dissect that statement, everyone said, oh, Michael Jordan... It came from Michael Jordan so confident that he knew every shot would go in. No, he didn't say that. Him focusing on every shot going in or making sure it goes in means that he's not worried about if the shot misses. And that could be, you know, that could trickle down to you, your life stuff, you doing business, you know, you, you taking a shot for 
what is it? What shooting is it? your shot. Shoot, shoot, shoot your shot. That was a meme from, from yep. two months ago. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know memes. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like he focused on it going in. Okay. And there's, there's, it's very interesting because where you can go is you can focus on it missing, like I said before. You can focus on your players being upset with you. So you're talking about, sorry. To clarify, you're talking yep. about he's focusing on the shot going in when he's shooting it. When he's shooting he's it. He's not yes. thinking about it may miss. I yeah. may need the rebound. He's thinking about the exactly. ball's going in the basket. Okay? And he's just not worried about it missing. Kind of yeah. like the opposite of like 2011 LeBron where he's like stressed. Exactly. And what his if, head is elsewhere. fucks up. Yeah. Like, like Michael Jordan just said, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure the ball goes in. Yeah. He knows that there's a high chance that it won't. I mean, what shooting from the field at what 41% is pretty damn good, right? Like it's a whole famer on game right? winners. That's good. Uh, yeah. On game winners. That's on game good. winners. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this this probably applies to most of his shots, but I don't think he really rattled himself outside of it. He didn't put any extra pressure going. This is a game winner shot. It was like I'm going to do everything I can do. I'm going to put all the little micro decisions and micro tasks into play to make sure this shot goes in. So again, pretty sure a lot of other players do it, but Michael Jordan seems to be the poster child, for lack of a better word, um, for a lot of. The, the self-help people, they always go back to Michael Jordan for this. So um, I'm going to say Michael Jordan, man, yeah. just because I wish a lot of more people did that. You know, I wish they shot their shot, you know, because yeah. what is it? What's the saying? It's real fucking generic, but uh, you miss all the shots you didn't take. So uh, You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, yeah. that's and, right. And it's, uh, that was his philosophy, too. I mean, he, hmm. that, that's, and then that's uh, I think, the thing that uh, separates... Um, sort of you know mj and kobe from the rest of the pack is that they both shared that philosophy you know they both played that way obviously i just genuinely think that michael jordan was a more talented player than kobe bryant whoa yeah. would we why, that's not this discussion how'd that how'd, how'd we go there <laughs> well I that's think, a discussion for another day well that's... it could be but i mean i'm just uh, look i'm just chucking it out there right now you're just trying to stir it up in the comments again <laughs> Holy exactly shit. Maybe, yeah. we just went down the deep end this whoa, is a whoa. kobe page he oh, just the best rapper. <laughs> Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas. Mm. Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, he's like he's, he's, he's got a little bit more talent than Michael, uh, sorry, than Kobe Bryant. Fair point. But, like, the fact that, you know, they both had that same philosophy and it just ended up manifesting itself in different ways. For uh, MJ, he obviously made 29 game winners and he did that on an insane, like, 52% field goal percentage. But then Kobe Bryant, whilst, you know, a worse percentage, like, just demonstrably worse, uh, racked up the most total game winners of all time. So it's just like they both are sort of the best, really. It just, you know, kind of came out in different ways. I think that's that comparing most taken to percentage, percentage is dope. It's clean because that is, that, that spans over the errors because the, bas- the game of basketball changed. So to really compare MJ and Kobe, it's not fair. I know they had a bit of overlap, but it's not fair. And to say Kobe made more, it's like it was a different fucking game. He was on different teams. Like the the whole way of like the Bulls may have just demolished every fucking team to the point where he didn't have to take game winners. I mean, that was that season where they won 72 games. Totally. So um, it's like, well, you know, like if the Bulls are winning so much and they're crushing everyone, then you don't have to take fucking game. Sure. So, so yes, the statistics can be misconstrued. But no, because no, sure. you, Alex, and I'm, I'm pointing at you. I'm not angry at you. But, um, you just constantly keep bringing up like, that he has the most. And I'm like, that's not fair. Like, 
Because yeah. that, that's like that's like saying, oh, Darren, you played in a league with like 12 year olds. You averaged 150 points a game. Damn. It's like, but uh, like, like you have to take yeah. into account that I didn't play with good players. Yeah, I get right. it. Like, like Kobe <laughs> took, what, like 60 more? Like 120, and MJ yeah. took about he, 60. That so means he made 11 more, but he took 60 more. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah, like that means that the game, like the, the Lakers weren't that good to where they weren't 30 points ahead every game. Like sure, sure. Yeah. You know, like, so it's not to say Kobe's a better player because he took more shots, though he made more shots. But then it becomes more of a question of like, you're looking at this, uh, you're looking at Kobe and the, the teams that he played for. And yeah, he had it really good, especially with Sh- in the Shaq era. Like, they were, you know, they were winning tons of games the same way that MJ. But I mean, MJ and the Bulls won games, you know, the whole way through his career. But um, you know, Kobe really struggled, especially in that sort of as soon as Shaq left. Like they had that really, you know, dark patch. Uh, and then even with like the even when they had Pau Gasol and they were a championship team, they just ended up going up against some really really good teams, and they had a bunch of close games. Like quite. On, and then there was that other stretch after 2011 when the Lakers weren't really good again. They were not even a playoff team. Like, or they were like a fringe playoff team. Um, but the we, moment presents itself. The moment the is moment the moment. Pre- yeah, the, exactly. When the yes. moment presents itself, it's there and it's like yours for the taking and who's got the balls to take it. This man here does right now and he's going to do it. And he's going to do it at the highest level. So when we're talking about Clutch, we're talking about game winners, we've got a lot of really famous names who are really well-known historical guys that have also maybe it's part of the aura already, is that they perform well in the clutch as well. Kobe, MJ, um, Larry Bird, LeBron James, these guys are well-known players, partly because of their clutch performances and their game-winning shots are some of their most iconic moments. But there's got to be a few guys that are underrated or maybe we don't think of um, in the clutch. We don't think of their game winners. Are there any guys that stand out to you, Nick and Alex, that are underrated clutch players underrated guys who have hit the big shots in the past well unfortunately and I say unfortunately because I'm kind of eating my my words a little bit I recently called out Paul Pierce who has had a really bad run in the media with a couple of really bad predictions his takes are terrible his takes are really terrible they're terrible but let's just set all that aside for a second when he played he was a killer he was an absolute killer and he once said, I mean, there's a reason why his nickname is The Truth. But he once said that he was more clutch. He was as clutch as Kobe. And I thought that was just outrageous. That he Blasphemous. That. I thought it was. And I published that it was. And then <laughs> when we went back through, like, the stats, like, just, well, let's go from, like, sort of the 2000 okay. to, to today. Um, this man uh, had so many clutch points racked up. It's almost unbelievable. Paul Pierce did. Paul Pierce. Right. Paul Pierce did. So clutch points are points that a score are scored in the last five minutes of a game when your team is within sort of five points of the other. Okay, so now so clutch points. So this is this is very different to game winning shots, very of course. Different he, of which he had a lot of. Of course, by the way. Okay, uh, he had more than fifteen, which is a healthy amount. Um, but clutch points in two thousand and one, he was ranked first. Two thousand and two, ranked first. Two thousand and three, second. Two thousand and four, sixth. Two thousand and five, first. Two thousand and six, first. 2009, fourth. So this is a guy who very clearly, in important moments, rises to the occasion. That's right. He was he was showing up. I mean, his his sort of percentages were so so. Okay. Like he wasn't. It's not like he was shooting amazingly. Like they they say that you can basically allow for a 10 percent dip in your field goal percentage when you when when operating in the clutch, and he's kind of dipped a little bit lower. 
sort of like the 13, 14, 15% range. Okay. Uh, but he was still he was still showing up big time. Um, the other player that really kind of sort of stands out to me is LeBron and Kyrie, funnily enough. Um, and I know we were talking about LeBron before, but the thing that's just so crazily interesting is that um, LeBron went so long earlier in his career getting such a bad rap for being a not a, like a clutch player. But you have a look at where he sort of ranks in some of these seasons, like um, from after he was drafted. So the first year he came into the league, he was 18th in clutch scoring. 2005, he followed that up. Um, sorry, I meant to say in 2006, he like skyrocketed to second after Paul Pierce. And he did in his last minute scoring, shot 54% from the field. That is such an outlier. Outrageous. It's just a, a, percent, a sort of a percentage that you don't really ever get to see for another player. He then did it again. Um, he, he ranked first and second. Like him and Kobe exchanged first and second for a ton of seasons. But then it wasn't until um, he gets to around uh, the 2013-14 mark where he's pulling up. He, again, he's sort of at the 56%. Kyrie, in the 2013 season, had 58% field goal in the last minute. So these are guys that are just you just wouldn't expect them to sort of be like I guess operating at such a such a high level. Yeah. Um considering such a bad the, the, the bad rap that they're constantly getting. And I feel like two other guys we talked about earlier today just in the office were uh, Horry, Robert Horry. Yeah. And and Derek Fisher. Like that Fisher shot where he only had 0.4 seconds and it shouldn't have been ridiculous possible. He had, he had some other great moments even we're watching this before. Um in OKC, when he was an old man. Yeah. Um, like, insane. And Robert Horry, how many massive shots did he hit? Like, I wouldn't say he's a forgotten player, but I'd say, like, we love to talk about the big names, but, like, Big Shot Bob was right up there. That was a thing. And we, and we don't talk about thing. the fact that, like, these guys rank all time and their usage rate was so low. Like, the ball's not in their hands all the time. And yet, they've still got, like, you got Derek Fisher, who has nine nine game winners, most of which came in the playoffs, um, and he's only had something like 20, 20 attempts. Um, so he's shooting at an outrageous. Obviously, the total number is a bit lower, but it's still better than most players you're ever going to meet. Robert Horry, too, all those big playoff shop, uh, shots, seven championship rings, like almost almost a Hall of Fame body of work. That ability to hit a shot when you might not. Have- Shot the ball in a while. I know yeah. like a Wednesday night basketball, if I didn't shoot in the first half and you throw it to me to start the second, that's a brick. It's guaranteed. So- but these guys will hit like a shot in the NBA finals. And yeah. it's like That is a skill in itself for sure. And they just don't get the, the same credit because they don't have that name. It's just such an underrated ability, like, ability for a player to just come in cold. Thanks for listening to the Basketball Forever podcast. Let us know what you think about clutch performers and who stacks up as the most clutch all time. We are at Basketball Forever on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, and Stitcher.
Where's the strangest place you've lost your car keys? Inside the refrigerator, the washer or dryer, the trunk of your car, the kitty litter box? Well, good news, because even if you've lost your keys on the moon, you can still unlock your car and get where you're going with available digital key in the 2023 all-new Kia Nero EV. Farther for all. To learn more, visit kia.com slash Nero EV today. Kia, movement that inspires.